And we want to welcome everybody into this week's edition of Around the Pond. We are in the parking lot right outside the football field at the uh, Trick-or-Treat Festival here at uh, Holly Pond High School, serving the community of Holly Pond. And our first guest joining us tonight is Holly Pond Cross Country Coach Bob Cuz. And your boys and girls have really had a uh, really good year so far. They they have. And, and before we get started, I want to thank you for having me. And I want to say, now, uh, I've been saving this up. And, and I usually don't do this on the air to embarrass you, but this is the first time I've ever been disappointed with you and Ron. Uh-oh. I hate to do this on oh the air, my goodness. but I thought this was inside. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be outside. I might have thought twice. Well, you know, we went, in and checked, we went in and checked out the bathroom. It was nice and warm. But it uh, might have been a little crowded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably just so, a great year. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, like I said, we're, we're out here in the parking lot, and uh, Ron's, Ron's giving out candy. He's a natural. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's his thing is talking to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, he's in the right profession. Then. <laughs> uh, like, I said, we're, yeah, like I said, it's great to have you here. I know you filled in and for me one night in football. and. We'll see you somewhere in basketball, I feel sure, one night oh. you're not keeping books or running the scoreboard. Yeah, I, I guess I've been snuckered into doing the scoreboard thing again this year, but I don't mind. I mean, whether it's calling the game or, or doing the scoreboard, whatever way I can help. That's, so, yeah, I don't mind doing it. Well, that you one know. probably pays more than ours does. Uh, actually, it pays the same. So. Pays the same? It's just volunteer, thank you. That's right, volunteer. <laughs> That's, uh, well, let's get into your team here. And like I said, they've done really well. You've got some really good athletes, and uh, and everything looks good as far as advancing on to the state once again. It has. It's it's been a great year. Uh, you know, it's hard to complain. The the boys have had a great year. Travis in particular has had a good year, but I mean it goes far beyond Travis. You know, we've we've got Joshua and Matthew behind them, and and Cole and Travis and. Caden and Carter and uh, Ty Harrison, who's out for the year. You know, he broke his foot, but he'll be back strong next year. And Jonah Shockley and Bradley Woods. So I mean, we've got a good foundation. Yeah. You know, last year, last year we had two really good teams. We had no seniors, so we we knew what we had coming back this year. Not the case this year. You know, we're going to lose four seniors, three on the girls' side, one on the boys' side. Uh, we, you know, we. We think we've got a replacement time-wise. Uh, Emery, we lose Emery Barnett. He's probably our number four, number five runner, right in him and color, right in that same general area. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've got a couple of think that can replace him, so the boys' side will be good next year now. You know, we lose three seniors on the girls' side, Caroline and uh, Lamoureux and Violet Adams, who's been with us four years each, and, you know, they've meant a lot to the program. Uh, those those will be a little bit harder to replace. You know, we don't have anything right offhand, but hopefully come springtime, you know, as we get uh, closer to spring practice and maybe go through the middle school and the high school, try to do a little bit of recruiting, see what we can do. But it, it's it's been a great year. You know, we've got 10 days left. We run sectionals in two days. Uh, the boys are solidly in for state. I don't think we have a whole lot to worry about worry about there but now our you know the sectional on the girls side is a little bit tougher uh you know cold springs and west end are probably the first two lots and then there's a conglomeration of four teams fighting for those last two spots as it's us Falkville, holy spirit and winston county and uh you know we'll have we'll have our work cut out for us you know it's going to be super cold when we run thursday so we've, you know, we've been practicing these last couple days uh, in the cold, just trying to get our bodies acclimated because we, we know when the girls run, they're still going to be frost, frost on the ground, probably be in the 30s, low 30s when they take off. So it's it's going to be a shock to the system. I mean, uh, we've had really nice weather to this point. Now all of a sudden we're going to be running running when it's so cold. The only good thing is it looks like the wind won't be so strong, but. So we've run the full spectrum. You go back to our first meet of the year where it was 100 degrees, the heat index was like 105, 106, 
We had kids getting sick and puking from the heat. And now we're going to go just the opposite way. And, then, and if you're not careful, if you're not used to it, if your body don't acclimate, the cold air can can really do a number on your lungs while you're running. You know, you've got to breathe correctly. you got to make sure you're dressed. <laughs> that would be one of the best ones I've seen. Somebody dressed up toting somebody. <laughs> That's a pretty good costume. That's the first time I've seen, seen that one. But anyways, we're, we're excited. I mean, it's, you know, you, you hate to see the year come to a close, but... I mean, the boys are peaking at the right time. The girls have really run well the last couple of weeks. So, you know, in years past, it seems like we always peak just a little bit too early. But, man, right now, I mean, we're just clicking on all cylinders. And if we can just keep that going for about 10 days, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, when boys get to state, you know, right now they're, they're ranked third in the state. They're predicted third in the state. But... We have closed the gap on Hatton and Cold Springs since the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, we started the year about 40, 50 points behind both of them. And right now we've got it down to around 15. So it's, it's, not, it's not impossible. I mean, everything would have to fall just right. We'd have to get some, you know, unforeseen times run. But we put ourselves in a position where it's not entirely out of the question. So... Well, I want, like I said, the, there's one thing that's for certain. The kids really, really like you. <laughs> and uh, they may not when it's uh, June and July, but, but they are really right like. now. <laughs> they, are, they didn't like me too much today either. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's part of it. It's part of it. You know, it's, it's a fall sport, and it's an outside sport, so, you, you know, you're a victim of, uh, you know, your weather, so... Uh, what I try to tell the kids, though, like when we were practicing yesterday, pilot kept running around. I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. <laughs> you know, nobody could. Uh, you know, it's just part of it. But everyone's running in the same thing. So, again, it's just just getting prepared the best that you can. You know, Jacob Ring just come by and said hello. He, you know, he was a great linebacker, lineman. I still, you know, him being a father now, yeah. I mean, I, I still see him down at Buffalo Wild Wings when they were celebrating a birthday, and he put that red light that goes red <laughs> on top of his head, and he's standing up. I mean, <laughs> I kind of I I get some good laughs about that. Yeah, but, I run into him, you know, we go, we went to some volleyball matches down at Good Hope, and I guess his wife must have some ties to Good Hope or something like that because we've seen him both a uh, couple of times we've gone to volleyball matches down there. So, yeah, I miss a, miss Jacob being here. Oh, he was a character. He was. I, I'm sure he still is, too. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I can tell the way he shook hands when he come by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, uh, all right, now, the sectional, she says, in two days. Two days at Cold Springs. The girls run at 9 o'clock in the morning, you know, and it's not only with the weather, but you, you deal with the, the course conditions. Uh, you know, it's, there's going to be a lot of frost on the ground tomorrow night, Thursday morning. The wind won't be blowing as, as much to keep the frost away, so we'll have a heavy frost, which leads to their course. A lot of that course is shaded, so the frost will be a little bit slow to to go away so then you start thinking about well do you recommend wearing spikes or not and normally normally I might say yes but it has been <clears throat> excuse me it's been so dry that the ground's so hard right now that it really I, I would I would probably recommend not doing it uh, you know they do have a little bit of asphalt we run on which you wouldn't want to wear spikes but even in the right conditions if the ground was softer I'd say go ahead and do it, but you know it'd just be one of those things you run without the spikes and try to avoid avoid the frost when you run. Hopefully not hit any slick spots, but you know they're they're the first ones. The 1A, 2A girls are the first runs that run at nine. So any frost that melts and makes the course slick or something like that shouldn't be too bad. I mean, I mean the course should actually be in really good shape when they run. By the time the last set of group of boys run later on. And they've already had three or four races on it. it. Might be a little bit different story, but I think the girls will be in good shape, course-wise. Mm -hmm. And then the state is the following Saturday, and that's uh, 
that's at the course up, uh, near Moulton, correct? It is. It's, we always call it the Jesse Owens course, but it's actually about a half mile away from the Jesse Owens Museum. It's at the Oakville Indian Mounds right down the street from it. Uh, both places are really beautiful, and that's a great place to go. That's a, that's a good course. It's a fast course. I mean, it's not super fast, but, I mean, if you run it correct, uh, correctly, it, it can be a PR course. Well, we've got a couple of runners that have their PRs there. Uh, so, you know, we just hope, you know, we get good conditions and and let the chips fall where they may, I guess. Now, I, I noticed that, uh, that your two girls and I guess the boyfriends was going to the Auburn game a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, I noticed that uh, uh, your wife put hashtag something about Roll Tide and Hottie Toddy and something <laughs> like that. Uh, I asked her, did y'all have to stay in separate rooms when y'all watch games? And she said, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much. We try to watch them together. We do. Sometimes it works. A lot of times it don't. <laughs> but, hey, listen, we're, we're, we're to the age now. When we were a lot younger and we first got married, I mean, it was it was could be pretty brutal watching the games with each other. You know, I was diehard anti-Alabama. Uh, of course, she's big-time pro-Alabama. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was an interesting group that went down to Auburn that week. Uh, Anna Marie had never been to an Auburn football game. Her boyfriend had never been. Of course, Abigail's been to several, and her boyfriend, her father, is actually the clock keeper for all of Arkansas's men's and women's basketball games. And he was actually, he's been the clock keeper at the SEC tournament in Nashville a couple of times. So he's kind of a, kind of a big wig in the SEC as far as knowing people and, I mean, being able to, uh, we actually went back when, when he was at the house, when, when her boyfriend was at the house and pulled up an old replay. Uh, it was a women's tournament a couple of years ago and at the end of the game, LSU and, and their coach, Kim, Malarkey or Mulkey, right? And they were playing Kentucky, and they had a big brouhaha at the end of the game. So we're pulling it up on YouTube, and they're showing us, you know, their father at the scores table when all the officials are over at the scores table. Well, they pan up, and there's Abigail's boyfriend and his his sister sitting right at center court, right behind the scores table. So I'm hoping to. Uh, uh, to use that connection there to give me some <laughs> to give me some good tickets there, yeah, that that work out great. So <laughs> if it's if it makes you feel better, Rachel and I very seldom if ever watch it in the same room. Uh, usually, I've got. Is she not? Do it. Is she not not uh, a fan? Yeah, but here's what I do. I go in and I got one of those little one of those speakers, and I put the Auburn game on the speaker. And then I want whoever I want to keep up with, I'll put it on TV and turn the sound down. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll just kind of have two games going like that. And I don't think that's really one game's kind of enough for her. <laughs> so so that's 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 generally what she'll she'll stay in one room. Now there's times that we'll both sit in there. Yeah. The the most interesting really was when Ellie was a little baby and born. And it was when Auburn beat Bama, what, 28-7? to 7. They had all the – they sacked uh, Crawl. I don't know how many times. Yeah, that was honk if you've sacked Brody Crawl. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, I was sitting there in the in the rocking chair holding Ellie, and here was the way I would go. <laughs> you know, and I was still rocking her. And so – and for all y'all that's at home listening in, you could not see how we <laughs> – orchestrated that it's not uh, yeah it's it's probably more visual you it's one of those locational things you had to be here to see what we just did but it was uh that was a that was that was a funny one man is this an incredible turnout or what yes, it is it's unreal I, I can't believe there's this many people here I mean, it's like everybody in the community, everybody in school is. is just about here. It doesn't it matter how old they are, they're here. You know, I, I look at this and, the, and how this cold air is going to sap every one of their energy. I, I think they ought to call school off tomorrow. Listen, I'm <laughs> really already so, out there. So you can Friday. sleep in. He yeah. is really a student's, he's a student's uh, teacher, ain't he? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how to turn around. 
I might actually add to the uh, to the funding pot to, to get that to happen. <laughs> well, I noticed there's all coming by and give not a high five or bare knuckle. Yeah, they, they don't want to open up their hands and slap it. Oh, I know. I'm not taking my gloves off. So as they come by, I just knuckle them. That's oh, I debated about getting my gloves, and I decided, well, no, I've got pockets in my jacket here. But... I, I mean, now, if you pull that off for school, now you're going to have to do something for me so that way I don't have to get up and drive in again in the morning. Oh, gosh. I don't know. You don't I think I, you got any pull that way? I could slash your tires. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'd better get they, they drive get in. <laughs> they get you out of work. <laughs> Not for long. Just go get a new set. Come on in. Well, Coach Cuz, back, back to your track. Oh. Oh, uh, Ron's getting out his gloves yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Uh, what kind of summer program do you require your uh, track team to Cross-country team? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we, we, we kind of start, we call them workouts, because uh, technically you don't really have practices until, hey, how are you doing? We really don't start our practices until the, the 1st of August, so we have workouts during the, we start them in July, and, uh, of course, you know, with the heat, you know, we have to be, a, you know, a lot more aware of heat and, and heat stress and stuff like that. So we, we usually start 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, on days that there's heat advisories, we'll start at 6 o'clock in the morning. Kids don't like me a whole lot when we have to start at 6, but, you know, they're looking out for their best interest. But that really becomes a conditioning thing for that first month just to get them prepared because, you know, you, you start that first Monday in August, and, and you have meets three weeks later. And, and you're not going to get somebody that's new coming in that's not used to running three miles in a meet. I mean, they're not going to go from just starting to being able to run three miles consistently in three weeks. So we work that first month just on the conditioning part of it, getting their, you know, we start them a little bit at a time. We teach them the proper way to stretch, warm up, because that's just as important as running. Thursday morning, when, when we're getting ready to run both those races in the cold, if you don't stretch and warm up properly, you're, you're asking for trouble. I mean, you're, you know, you're going to pull hamstrings or you're going to okay. do something. You know, you, you get those side stitches in the cold. Uh, so it, it becomes important. That's what we start on with, with July and then, and then August. We focus more on the running part of it. Yeah. See you later. Well, it's like, like I said, it also the way you're doing it and talking, starting to run earlier. It also, it also is an injury prevention that way because it is. if you dehydrate, that's just very similar to like you know when it's cold and you're not warm. You can it's easier to uh, you know get some form of a pull or injury oh, it when it's in the heat. It is, you know, and and you know, talking about the injury prevention, it not only the stretching and warming up. But, you know, we've, we've not been practicing. We don't practice here at Holly Pond anymore because they, they've paved everything. They did this a couple of years ago. And when I first took over, all this was kind of gravel, mm -hmm. and uh, which, is, which simulates a true cross-country course very well. You know, we could run out the grass. We did the hills between the softball and baseball field. That worked out great. And they paved everything, and this went to asphalt. We had a pretty big uptick in shin splints and other injuries and that. And we, you know, we'd have people miss a week or two. And, you know, you, you want, to, want to make sure they set out the correct amount of time and rehabbed it correctly so they could, they could come back and finish. So this year we started practicing out at Fairview Park, and we've done most of our practices out there. And that, that has, I think, been very advantageous to us. So, you know, we've avoided really any serious injuries. Uh, you know, we've had some minor ones that, that's going to happen no matter where you run, but we've really avoided a lot of the foot injuries that we've had the last couple of years since they since they paved this. Uh, you know, you know, I know it's uh, I know it's made it more difficult, but as far as benefit and everything going on here, the people walking in, coming in the gates, that's been a huge plus, especially with the elderly. If we can just get something done with the the uh, basketball bleachers now. I hope, I hope that's somewhere on the on the horizon. Yeah, I'm not in the I'm not on in the know on that, but I, I I would think that at some point that that'll be addressed. You know, they got the air in there now and got that taken care of. They've got the fans put in. They've made a few other cosmetic changes, but you know, Nate Nate has done a good job coming in here and 
and changing the culture. And, and he, you know, if, if enough people bring that up, I'm, I'm sure they're already looking into doing something like that. So, and he really has done a great job. Well, like I said, one thing, it really the lots here near the near the track. That's a huge plus. It is. And, it is. Uh, I mean, that's and that's been a real. Cause it's, it was completely dark even on game nights in in those uh, corners. And but at least now that's you know that's how are you? You know, he gave me grief though in that one. I didn't catch up with that pass. <laughs> He's to, he's to the point he's big enough now. I I used to keep my thumb on him, but he's big enough now. If, if he tells me to do something, I do it. <laughs> he's a, uh, I wouldn't have thought he'd ever be as, as big as his dad, but he's he's not too far removed from Does it. Does he not have the personality to be the mayor? I mean, really? Yeah, yeah he... Uh, He's kind of in the same boat I did because I used to joke around with Teresa that I was going to run for mayor, and she was like, you can't run for mayor. You don't live inside the city limits. I said, I've got a Holly Pond address so I can run for mayor. Because <laughs> uh, they just live across the pasture from us. Uh -huh. There's a road, and then our land, I think, adjoins her land on the backside. So uh, he's, in the, he's in the same boat. He couldn't run. If I can't run for mayor, he can't run for mayor. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost the way, way he carries on with everybody. It's almost like he was born to do it, you know. Yeah. But it, it is when we come he, in, he politics well. well. When we come in, Chad is parking his truck. Well, Boston Gibbs come around in his truck, and he said, man, it's amazing. That kid's already driving. said, I remember he was just a, a little small kid. I, I can remember when you were a little small kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when... when, when uh, he got, when he was a little small kid, <laughs> it was a lot. He, his his time as a little small kid was a lot earlier. That look at him. He stand stand next to his father right now. Look at that. He is yeah. almost as tall as Heath. Yeah. I mean that's that's incredible. He's only in tenth grade. Yeah. And he's almost as big as Heath. I don't. I don't think Heath was quite that filled out when he was in school. I don't think so either. I mean, he he was big, but I was, I, I think uh, I I think he's got. His dad, he, he's he's going to be several inches taller than his dad. Well, Caden had a great game a couple of games a couple of weeks ago, both offense and defense, and he's just in the tenth grade this year. So, two more. Yeah. It really, the eleventh grade when you do your filling out as yeah. far as. Give me that bag oh, down there. I think our batteries are. I mean, the only thing the batteries affects is us yeah. hearing each other. Yeah, but it sounds like I'm gonna have to change out some batteries. I mean, yeah, cause we're the not, cold air don't help either. You know, we're not bumping as much as we was, but we're, we're going pretty good. We've been on our 34 minutes, and uh, well, if we didn't run all, out, all a, about that. I'm not uh, supposed to be out here anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, but we're not. I'm called up. You may be on here the whole time. That's fine by me. I've been going to recruit Coach Cuss to take my place so that I can set up meat peanuts <laughs> without interfering with the broadcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring you some more boiled peanuts next time we call. Uh, I love to eat boiled peanuts. Ron, where was we out the other night? Somebody had boiled peanuts and they started. They're trying to give me some. Yeah. I can't get them right now. Because it's Cleveland because you was in a white shirt. Yeah. I'm always in a white shirt. Randy, you got it for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Randy got it, had it monogrammed and everything. So all you got to do is wear this on game day. Uh, <laughs> and we went, we went four weeks into the season before he remembered what was out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but uh, now, Coach Cuz, we're going to be doing a lot of basketball. That's what we're thinking, so you need to come back and get with the program. You know, I. I, I generally try to attend all the Holly Pond games and, and on nights we don't play I just I find wherever the best game is I don't care where it's at as long as it's from Birmingham North up to the Tennessee border you know uh, I, I'll just I'll just go you know I can't even count how many different teams I saw play last year I like going to tournaments where you've got four or five games a day or just going anywhere where you can you know, went and saw Grissom and Buckhorn play a couple times last year. I would just, just go out and watch some of the best talent around. And we're back. 
Oh, we were still there. It's just that we are really back now. Yeah, they pulled the plug on me. (laughs) You thought Randy didn't want you to talk, didn't you? Hey, I, I like this battery a lot better. I can hear you all better now. Yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, they last quite a while, but eventually eventually they will wear out because you're looking at 9-volt batteries. But uh, it's I will say this, it's a whole lot better than having to uh, do like we used to where you had to string uh, cords all the way across uh I mean, it was, we had to put two 100-foot cords together one <laughs> night, and uh, then we had we had a kid that decided to uh, think it was a jump rope, and kept and kept getting it unplugged. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get, now, that was not over that, at Susan Moore. Yeah, not that yeah. not that Nicholas Gibbs would get upset at anything, <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> Nick was looking at me like, and I was like. I, I can't help you. I don't know what the cause is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going. Are you a Braves baseball fan? I am. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Well, yeah. it was Danzy Swanson, but now it's Acuna. Oh, it's Acuna? I, thought, you, I, I who, thought I was. He, who does Swanson play for yeah, now? I'm, I, I, yeah. I think uh, the Cubs. Yes, very good. That's exactly right. Yeah. He, he, she's got so you, get you some candy over there. Well, that was your baseball. Hey. I noticed uh, uh, she's got Shane's jersey on. Look at the shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was watching something on TV. It was a uh, – oh, I don't know what it was. It was that – it was uh, where uh, Joey Pace had put that on there about that pick six he had. Did you see the shoulder pads on those on those players back then? I did not. I have to sit there and wonder, like, you know, I was tall and lanky. I bet you I look really weird. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was like some of them was all shoulder pads, and they had these little tiny legs that come out from under there. <laughs> and the little bitty heads that come out, out the top. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, re- it was really, really humorous. And well, it's amazing, like everything else, how the, how technology and fitness, how, you know, those shoulder pads have gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah, but back then they measured a, a line by how many axe handles wide it was, you know. I will tell you this. I saw something the other day that was really neat. You know, they used to wear the the neck harness, some of the linebackers yeah. did. I saw it was like a little, it was almost looked like a flying saucer type deal. Uh, but they had, uh, they had some, they had some, you know, it's like a plastic thing where you, that way when the helmet didn't come down hit it, it was, it was neat. Ron, by the way, you'll yeah. need to go to Dollar General. And uh, get some more batteries. Uh, yeah, because that was the last set we had. Uh, you can write so, it off to the expense account. Yeah. Rusty better get here quick yeah. if he's going to do his interview. Don't, hey, don't, don't use Randy's debit card. Use mine. <laughs> yeah, don't use mine because I ain't got one. Uh, yeah, Ron got a debit card for the account to for yeah. help cover expenses. And so, if there's something we got to buy and we're out somewhere, I have to get his debit card. And it's uh, it, it's funny. I mean, well, what are you what are you hearing about the? Uh, I know we're going to be right on the borderline uh, of this uh, reclassification. Oh yeah, it, it is going to be close. And it, just looking at through my glasses through the cross country part of it. I definitely want us to stay 2A next year. Uh, you know, we we if if we move back up to 3A, and it's it's one of those things. It's going to be so close. We could be the largest 2A school left, or we we could jump up and be the smallest 3A school. I mean, it's going to be that close. Uh, we we tried to look at numbers the other day. You know, the cutoff on those numbers I think is 30 days after Labor Day. So it was something like October 4th, October 5th. And at that time, if we counted correctly, we had 218 students that would count. And then when we went out to the AHSAA, the cutoff two years ago was at 219. Mm-hmm. So, assuming that doesn't change, you can see how close how close it's going to be now. Of course, we have no idea about the other schools, but it's it's going to be very close. Because basically, they try to just put like 60 to 64 in each classification. Right. Right. 
Except you got 32 in 7A. I really almost wish they would get to a point they would do a lot of stuff like a, uh, a 1A uh, Division One, 1A Division Two, or, you know, and such like that all the way up, except for 7A. There's the speech oh, for Jordan yeah. King. Hey, hey, and, and we don't, why does she work out more than you do? <laughs> she she works out more. She works out more than you do. Oh, you just okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, his whole twenty-eight years of his entire life. <laughs> uh, oh, see, so when, when uh, Jordan ran track here at school. Oh, if I could get him back on the cross-country team, I, yeah. <laughs> I'd be the happiest person around. Well, he got a scholarship through the Bryant Jordan Scholarship Fund. Well, we had a uh, Morgan Guffey. I don't know if you remember Morgan or not. I remember the name. Yeah, okay, Morgan played football here and all. Well, me and Morgan, I said, he was in the class with Jordan. I said, you want to go down to uh, the Jordan Air Stadium? I said, I get free tickets working with Alpha. Well, you know, he spotted He said, yeah. I said, so we go down there. Well, we're sitting there. And there's this little girl sitting beside of it. And man, he's just a talking up a storm to that girl. And <laughs> when uh, they introduced him all, her sister was getting a scholarship. Well, she come walking out on the stage, and she was about six, seven or so. Well, when we all stood up to clap, her sister stood up, and here Morgan was, and she was up there, and he turned and he said, you see how tall that girl is? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, that's good. He said, Phew. He said, I don't know if she was that tall. <laughs> he didn't hardly talk to her the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, he was all mouth for the end. Really, that, they were over there just to carry her away. And her mom and daddy and two or three others is like eight sitting around the table. But, yeah, when she stood up and she was that much taller than Morgan, it just shocked him. A little intimidating then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he could use, he could use the doorsteps. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. But it didn't, it didn't hurt her till she stood up, did he? And we want to remind everybody coming up uh, Friday night, uh, we'll be live here on the live stream. It'll be uh, Holly Pond at Vinemont. That'll be at 7 o'clock. And also, for anyone that doesn't make it to the game, if you're driving around in your car, if you can sync up the cell phone to your radio and listen in. If you're pre-2000 like Ron, you can tune us in. We'll be the county game of the week on 92.1. Uh, we're going to do our best to be not near as partial, but probably that won't work. So We are. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't got that memo yet, Randy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to be partial in a home. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway. Did you, guys, did you get that memo? No, nah, I haven't oh, okay. seen it. Uh, if I seen it, I'd burn it. <laughs> But we will. We'll be uh, we'll be doing the game live from uh, Vinemont. It'll be the final game of the season. Uh, following that, we'll be moving on into basketball. Our first broadcast. Well, I know we've got some that's playing differently. Just the boys. Just we'll probably wait until the uh, first night that the boys and girls both play before we uh, begin the broadcast. So. But, uh, and looking forward to that. Uh, the middle school has started off good this both year. Both of them 2-0. Uh, the 8th the grade boys 2-0. The, the girls are 2-0. Uh, last last night, Vimont had 7th and 8th grade boys, so they separated the team. So we, we did play a 7th grade boys game last night. Oh, and, and they lost, but, but you know, so far playing together, they're 2-0. They play Parkside here Thursday night. And there's actually a game here Friday night while we're playing our football game, but I can't remember who it is we're playing Friday night. I know we have Parkside Thursday and then another game here on Friday. You know, that's unusual that you have a game set up with a It is, game. and, I, you know, somebody actually explained the reasoning behind it to me, and I can't remember what it was, but there, there is a reason why we're playing it at the same time. So it was something that, that kind of couldn't be helped, but... Anyways, it's a good start for them. You know, last year the the middle school boys did not win a game, so starting out two and zero, that's 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 a big, you know, uh, motivator for them. I was listening to music over there. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've heard that. But see if you can figure yeah. that one out. 
Yeah. Is that somebody's watching me? Yeah, it is. Actually, <laughs> actually is it, was it that? I almost thought it was. Uh, I think that groove, groove, we're riding on the groove, riding on the groove line tonight, groove train, groove time, groove train tonight or something like that. I don't know, it's just a continuous beat. I think it was like Heat Wave had that one out back. It was a Motown type yeah, sound. That, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm back in Motown right now. Because it's cold? Because it's cold. This is how it used to feel up there during the... Well, I don't know. I felt it like this up there in the middle of summer sometimes. Oh, I got the worst wake-up call I had was when uh, I had to go up and work two weeks up in uh, Massachusetts, up at up near uh, Cape Cod. It does not get warm up there till somewhere towards the end of June. Yeah. I think we had one day that was like 70... Over 70 or 75, rest of them was like 50 something, and it was it was cold. I was like, okay, I I brought the wrong clothes. Well, Teresa and I, after after we got married, you know, we both have family up there. We went up there one summer. Of course, you know, we left down here. It was warm. All we took were basically shorts, maybe a pair of blue jeans, something like that, but nothing long sleeve. You don't think you're going to need long sleeve in the middle of summer. So we got up there to Detroit. We visited some family. And then I've got some other family that live about 80 miles north in Flint, Flint, Michigan. So we went up there. And now this you're talking like it was June 20th, somewhere in that area. And it was cloudy and rainy and 45 degrees. And we, I mean, they had the fireplace going. I mean, we froze to death. So, it was the middle of June. So you didn't, you didn't make a trip to the... To uh, the store and buy clothes. I went and bought a sweatshirt. I was like, I gotta have a sweatshirt. Yeah, I, was, you know, and I love cold weather. Don't get me wrong, but when it's in the middle of summer and you don't have anything else to wear, you know, it's not not very prepared for it. But I, you know, yesterday when it was cloudy, cold, misty rain, we're out there practicing. If we had that kind of weather 365 days a year, I'd be happy. That to me, yesterday was the perfect weather day. Okay, that wasn't a perfect weather day for me. Well, a lot of people say, well, you got to have sun. I mean, sun's fine, don't get me wrong, but, man, yeah, yesterday, I mean, it was just perfect. You don't have the old the old uh, injuries and stuff that that uh, when it's cold like that, thanks, your, your, your legs don't want to work, your feet don't want to work. I'll one-up you. I don't have the old injuries. I've got what we call old age. <laughs> That's bad enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, now, like I said, I would like I, if you if you really enjoy cool weather. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be on uh, Highway 91 Saturday. I'm gonna get Dan's truck and go down and uh, load up a couple couple uh, truckloads of pine straw and try to clean up that yard a little bit and get it ready for district uh, goes to mow. You know, there's people still coming in. That's just oh, incredible the amount of people we're seeing. Yeah, I know we we run out of candy over here, and I don't know where they went and got some more. I, I said, Sam, when you run out, just stick the stuff under the table. And he said, Oh, we went and got some more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they got it. Oh, yeah. When we set up our tent over there, the cross country slash track tent, they were like, We're going to go till we run out of candy. And I thought, Well, that that won't take long. But then when I got over there, set up the tent, they must have had fifty bags of candy. I yeah. like going to take you forever to give all that away well i had 150 bags and then i had enough for another uh 50 that we didn't have in sandwich bags yeah and they run out of it so <laughs> well i'll tell you this is i mean hey look the kids will remember this for a long time and if you can yeah. make this an annual thing here oh, man, that's, that's 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 an awesome community outreach well and it'll keep them off the street and not running around well, you, you know, we got for a while the churches was really setting up and doing stuff tonight. And stuff, but a lot of them's gotten to where they do it, like on Sunday evening or something. And uh, so it really is. This is great for all the community and the kids. And uh, we're seeing some really seeing some interesting costumes I, now. I'm still torn. What do you what do you I, call I the that. green one? What do you yeah. call the what do you call the green one toting people around? He must be some kind of alien. He's got horns like a 
Is that a Martian? Yeah, a Martian. Yeah, it's supposed to be a Martian. And I, Martian. I love how the head just keeps going left, right, left, right. That's pretty cool. Well, as, as long as I'm not in there when the head's moving, boy, that would really, <laughs> that would really, that would really get me. Not that, not that I've gotten motion sickness as I got older. I was like, I'm still trying to figure out how I rode on the back of the bus when we were going to school, going to games and such. There's no way I could do it now. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of riding the buses when hey, I did basketball. If you if you were 16 again, you could. Here here comes our other guest. Here's my replacement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice. He, he finally come on around here, Rusty, and take mine a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, Coach Cuz, Coach Cuz knows what to ask you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Hey. The, the, hey, I don't even know whether you use a seven inch or a seven and a quarter saw saw blade. <laughs> If you want me to ask him questions, you're asking the wrong person. Oh, this ought, this ought to be, this ought to be pretty good because yeah. he's, he's probably up here now because he's probably run out of candy also. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do? With that face, hey, with that face, he should have got a lot, shouldn't he? <laughs> oh, now we'll be joined by Rusty Roden. And uh, I, I really want to tell you, you know, last year when we had you on, we were talking, you were talking about Creed Talk. Yes. The next day, I had no clue what you were talking about. So the next day, I'm at work. And notice I did at work. But I'm doing a search trying to figure out what is Creed Talk. And one thing I want you to do, kind of give us an example of it. Okay. Well, we, we really had a great year in FFA last year, and uh, hopefully we'll be extending that into this year. And uh, Missy Williams, that'd be Morris Williams' daughter, she actually is, was our Creed speaker last year, and she ended up third in the state last year at the, at the state convention, and uh, that's really hard to be able to do that. So we was extremely proud of her, and the Creed is a five-paragraph that was written by E.M. Tiffany in 1930, and he was one of the founders uh, of FFA. Actually, Henry Grossclose was the, was the father of FFA, and FFA actually started in 1928. And so they had a creed that explained basically what FFA is and what the beliefs of the FFA is. And I know that most people, when you hear of FFA, most people still think of Future Farmers of America. But that name was changed in 1988. And FFA actually, uh, in 1988 at the National Convention, it was changed to just stand for National FFA Organization. And the National FFA organization, the reason they changed from Future Farmers, of course, in 1928 when FFA started, they, uh, that was actually what probably 90% of people lived on a farm. But as, as time progressed, most people know that uh, agriculture is only, production agriculture is only 2% of the United States. And so we offer a lot of other activities and leadership uh, skills in FFA. And so in 1988, they did change that name to reflect uh, encompass of everything that FFA does and not just production of agriculture, even though that is super important because that's where we get our food, clothing, and shelter from. But the creed speaking, uh, that was my first creed speaker I ever had. This is my 33rd year to teach. This is my eighth year to be back home at Holly Pond, where I grew up and where I graduated from. And so we were really excited about that. Also... Our livestock judging team finished third in the state. Our meats evaluation team finished fourth in the state. And our floriculture team finished third in the state. And Miss Megan Fry, uh, one of our juniors this year, she was actually the highest scorer in the whole state of Alabama in floriculture. And so we had a great year. And that extended this year uh, some of the folks that show livestock, uh, Rex Harrison and Evan, uh, my son Evan, and uh, Kenley Wood, Ty Harrison, uh, Cole Eubanks, those guys have really worked hard. Kaylee Eubanks in the elementary school uh, and have done a great job showing livestock. Kyson Aldridge, Miss Chelsea Aldridge's son, he's had a great year showing livestock too. And uh, we just recently got back from our state show where those guys have done really good. Uh, and uh, Evan and Rex are actually going to a national show next weekend in Louisville, Kentucky. There'll be over probably 5,000 head of livestock there at the national show, and they'll be anywhere from uh, cattle to horses, sheep, goats, 
pigs, everything. And uh, if you've never seen livestock show, it's it's a whole different industry. And so we're really proud of all these kids. Uh, Mr. Sims, our new assistant principal, he asked me at the beginning of the year how important livestock was to Holly Pond. And I told him uh, probably for the last 60 years, Holly Pond has been one of the premier livestock schools in the in Alabama and that's part of the reason I wanted to come back home is to be a part of the community that I grew up in and to be a part of the tradition of the livestock program here at Holly Pond. Well I want to tell you I had some when we got before we started football this year <clears throat> somebody asked me says how's your teams look I said well I'm not sure about the team yet we're going to be kind of small I said our cross country team's really good and our ag, te- our ag teams are kicking butt I'm just telling you they are and uh so i mean it's it's i was waiting to see what outfit the dog had on i was really i was really looking which which one's dorothy and which one's toto (laughs) (laughs) i just kid boy uh but no we were we were i was i was telling to be positive about our teams i mean the program that you've built it's not like, you know, okay, you had a good year this year, a couple of years have another. I mean, it's just solid all the way through. Well, you know, that's attributed to, to the kids. Uh, they they really buy in early, and, and I I look for kids who are really interested, and, and they work hard at it. Uh, we practice. Uh, you know, we practice for those teams. Uh, Evan and I went home right after school today, and we worked sheet for an hour and a half before we got here and then came back because he's got a show at the National Peanut Festival this weekend. And Rex and Ty and Kenley and all those kids, Cole and Kaylee, all those kids that show livestock, it's every day just like it is in cross country or football or softball, but it's also Saturday and Sunday, and, and those kids really work hard. And, and what I love about Holly Pond is it's a tradition. The ag program at Holly Pond is a tradition, and it happened a long time before I ever was in ag. My ag teacher, Mr. Daryl Hicks, uh, he's a legend to a lot of people around here, and uh, he, he – Mr. Dan Scott was ag teacher before him. Mr. Sam Hawkins, those are all people that everybody knows in Holly Pond. And Mr. Randy Wilkins, Randy was a great friend of mine, a mentor to me. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't say enough good words about Randy and how he continued the tradition at Holly Pond over the years and just continued to build. And so, you know, it's, it's not really about any one particular person or what we've done. It's, it's a program over the years of 50 or 60 years that the FFA has been strong. And uh, hopefully one of these years pretty soon when I get ready to lay it down, we're going to find somebody else that can come in here and be just as strong and continue that tradition of Holly Pond FFA because I really uh, am excited about what these kids have got. I've got some really great kids uh, that we have already started working for the spring contest, and uh, it, it's just a great group of kids. And when you can be around good kids in the good community, it just creates a good atmosphere. So I'm really blessed just to be a part of the FFA at Holly Pond. Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> now, on like on the weekends on a show day coming up like for nationals kind of tell us maybe from the the night before through the actual day what kind of transpires during that well of course you know uh, you work those animals every day and they're just like athletes you work them you train them you know you give them supplements to to help build them to get them stronger to make them more flexible in addition to the regular feed uh, with cattle, you rinse and wash to get a hair coat. With sheep, you exercise them to build muscle. Uh, same thing with goats, pigs, whatever that, that you show. And so like, if we, when we go to Louisville next week to the national show, they, uh, there's uh, probably 2,000 to 2,500 head of cattle, and they show by breeds. And then in the sheep... There's probably somewhere around 3,000 head of sheep. Some of them are registered. Some of them are, are crossbred sheep. And so when you go into a show like that, you already have a pen and everything, and you have to declare the weights of those lambs. Or if they're registered, you show by their, their papers that you have. And so you work those sheep really hard. Of course, you wash them. You clean them. And you get up early. 
You go to bed late, just like you do at any competition like that. We're at the barn at 6 or 6.30, and we probably don't leave to 10 o'clock at night, so there's not much downtime. Uh, at a national show, you do get a break because it's such a large show that you can catch some breaks in between when you show. But at some of these smaller shows, I mean, it's as fast as you can go. Uh, at our state show a couple of weeks ago, we had a guy out of Indiana judge, and, and as, as fast as you could get one animal ready, another one was, was, was ready. And so it's, uh, it's sort of like any kind of contest. It's, it's partially mental. Uh, and physical also, and so those kids have to be prepared. Uh, those kids have to have to remember what you've taught them. They have to remember what their parents have taught them. And here's another thing about Holly Pond is we got a great parent support, and those parents make sure those kids are there. If those kids can't, their parents can't get there, I, I try to help with that. But most of the parents here are always supportive. They know what to do. And really showing livestock is a family affair. That's why... I started showing when I was 10, and I considered it that. And all the kids that I taught at West Point, now that I teach at Holly Park, it, it's a family affair. And so that's the thing. It, it creates some family time with each other. You got time to work with each other. You got time to prepare with each other. You got travel time with each other. And the friendships that these kids make is, is phenomenal. Uh, those kids like Cole and Rex and Evan and Kenley, they have friends all over the state of Alabama and all over the southeastern United States that they met in livestock showing them. And really, uh, one of the, th the keys that I think that livestock showing does, besides building responsibility in kids, is it is the connections that you make over the time. And so you can call somebody in another state and say, I'm having a problem with this. How do you work with this? I say, well, here's what we've experienced in the past. Or maybe when a job comes up and you, you know somebody from another state, you can put them down as a reference that works for a company. And those, those connections that those kids make over the time it is I think that's irreplaceable as far as what they can do to help build their life going forward in the future. Now you, you got now. How close are we to the uh, new Weldon uh, shop? The guy, the, the foreman tells me that November the 30th is, is sort of when we're looking at to hand the keys over to the school. And so we're really excited about that. Uh, that's a state-of-the-art welding facility. We're going to have 10 new welding booths with state-of-the-art exhaust system over each booth. And those booths will be individualized. And we're going to have a plasma art table there. All of our metal will be able to be stored inside instead of outside like it has in the past. So there will not be any rust. We will have a, a iron worker like we do now. That, that's a pretty big piece of equipment that uh, we were able to purchase three or four years ago. And what the, the, when I talked with Dr. Barnett, one of the main things that I asked him, he said, what can we do for you? I said, a new welding shop because it's so small over there that we can't do projects for the community. And one of the things that I loved at, at West Point is we went in and we built trailers. We built uh, hay, we fixed hay rings for people. We actually built grills for people. And so while we were at Holly Pond here, it's a little bit harder to do that because the shop is smaller. I'll give you an example. When the, when the soccer goals was built for school, they asked me to build them. I said, that would be super nice, but the soccer goals actually larger than the welding shop. <laughs> and I said, I, I, there's no way. So my friend, uh, Van Orridge, that taught at Pennington at that time, he built them, and we went over there and picked them up on trailers. And so now at Holly Pond, we can do those kinds of things. If a guy needs uh, bush hog welding on a tractor, those kids can get practical experience with welding. And you guys know it, a welding career can pay big dividends if you're in the right uh, portion of the country or if you're a traveling welder or, or whatever. Welding is, is an outstanding career, and if you specialize uh, in TIG welding or some things like that, uh, it's a really good living. And that really what we're wanting to do is get those kids those skills who want those skills that they can take and they can further their education. And like I said, that's that'd be a great improvement here. Uh, really, there's a lot that's really been going on here at school. And uh, now, when now when y'all go to nationals, uh, have your wife. She's got to take pictures and post them. We got to get some of every kid up there. Okay. And when we do, 
then I can go in, I can download them, save them on a computer, and then put them on. We'll have them on the, we'll put about three of them on the front page of the website. That way, they'll be up there also. Awesome. Cause we've got because we've got different sports, and you know, we've got to get some cross country too. And we're just trying to add different ones because it's you know reflective of our school and our community. Right. Well, I, I really appreciate that because those kids deserve recognition because they work hard uh, just like some of these other kids do. And and I know that's something that people don't see because it's not at school every day, but those kids go home and they work every day. Uh, last night we were out at 10 o'clock working lounge because Evan had homework. And after we ate supper and he did his homework, we went out there and worked because when you get ready, just like Coach Cousin them, they got the sectionals coming up and the state coming up. It's time to focus in and, and really fine-tune those things that you need to do to improve to make yourself better or make your animal better or make your showmanship skills better, just like Coach Cousin them do with the cross-country team. And they've been super successful this year, and I'm really proud of them because they have they have shown a, a, a big light on our school, too, wherever they go. And so, like you said, there's a lot of good things here at Holly Pie. It's a great community. It's a great school to be a part of. And uh, you can see a lot of things that are going on. And I think, like, the, the Falls Festival tonight here has been outstanding for the community. There's, what do you was, guys think, four or 500 people here? Oh, least, yeah, it was, it was unreal. I at mean, least. And, uh, you know, one thing, but this goes to both of y'all. Uh, my daughter had talked about running track. She kind of looked at it a few times, didn't, and finally did. And uh, Mr. Cuz went out, worked with her, taught her about rounding uh, and everything going into the, uh, the high jump. Had never done it in her life, and he could explain it and break it down and she pulled off a top 10 finish in the state. That's awesome. And now you're the same way. You've got that background and that experience with the ag and all the shows, and you can actually break that down And for all the kids. And you've got the experience to be able to show them and make it easier for them to understand what they have to do. Well, that's just, you know, some of that is... Mr. Cuz will attest. Some of that just comes with time. Yeah. You know, exactly. uh, I, we still make mistakes too, and we still try to figure it out. But, but with time comes experience and knowing what to do and what not to do, and, and, and when to to put the brakes on and when to press the gas down, and, and those kinds of things. And, and so that that's just a product of, of time. And like I said, I've been blessed to be able to come back home and and. Uh, one of the things, I know this sounds crazy, but when I was 18, when I left Holly Pond and went to school at Wallace and then at Auburn, my goal one day was to come back to Holly Pond to be the ag teacher. And so God blessed me with that opportunity to be able to come back and to give, uh, you know, my last several years of my career here back at home. And, and I've been blessed with that. And I hopefully... Uh, that I've helped kids along the way, and, and uh, I hope people say that I was always for the kids because that's why I come to school every day. It's not for the curriculum or for whatever it is. I teach and I do what I what I'm supposed to, but I want to make sure those kids are taken care of every day, and that's my number one priority. Well, no, like I said, you know, we haven't told you yet, but uh, it was decided at the last board meeting that they're gonna. They're going to extend you to your 80 years old. <laughs> so, so now that I'm not letting, sure about that. Now. So now that we're letting everybody know, we thought we would tell you, you know, but uh, I mean, but like I said, it's a great job both of y'all have done, and uh, I really appreciate y'all taking the time to be here tonight. I know you were covered up on the other end right down there. Coach Cuz has been here with us tonight. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate both. And like I said, there's no way to explain how much these two people have helped us. Bob helps us with the broadcast. Uh, he comes up, and he come out here special on his time. Now I'm not kidding to show her how to do that and take time to teach, because she would she would be in ball practice softball, right? And he would take time to work with her. And everything you've done, there's been times that we've needed your help. From the where the we broadcast the games for basketball, we had uh, the visiting school in football kept 
they kept wondering how they, they had used Hale said, was there any chance maybe some of y'all can get us a counter next the next time we return? We mentioned it to you, their request. You've made these things happen. And like I said, there's things like that really is helpful to what all of us do for the school. Well, that's just, you know, that's just part of giving back to the community and giving back to the school. And, and uh, I hope that's something that I can always do as long as I'm here is to be able to be a help to, to wh whoever needs me and whoever needs the ag department. There's some really good kids over there that got a lot of skills, and we can take them and use them. Mr. Jared Eubanks asked me today about building some pitching mounds, and, uh, you know, I've got a good senior class, and so we'll we'll try to get on that here in the next few weeks. It's uh, it's woodworking time. The kids are real excited. We're drawing plans today and getting dimensions of their plans and everything, and, uh, you know, our life, the I've, I've never used this before, but the first year I came back home to Holly Pond, we were trying to come up with plans of one of the girls, and y'all will know why I said one of the girls. Now she said, Mr. Rodney, have you ever looked on Pinterest? And I said, I'm not real sure I know what Pinterest <laughs> is. And they make fun of me every year. I've got a, uh, whatever you call that, a board saved or whatever that is, and I pull it up every year, and we look at all kinds of plans and everything. So those kids are really excited about that. And uh, so uh, if you see us and you see See dust coming out from the shop. We're, we're in the middle of woodworking projects and everything, so hopefully they'll bring some good projects home for their parents and some things for them to see. Mr. Cuz, one last thing from you tonight before uh, we go ahead and wrap this evening up. Go Broncos. I, hey, look, Nate, Nate says oh, it you every day. Visitor. It's a great day to be a Bronco, and, and look, it, it really is. Uh, well, this I is love this school. I love the job, and and look, I, I've been so blessed that God has entrusted the, these young ones to us and, and the, the difference that we can make to them. It's like Mr. Roden was saying, you're definitely not coming here for the pay. And I'm not knocking that part of it I, I, because it's good. I, and, and the raises we've got is good. But you come here because you love the children and you want to make a difference in these children's lives. I've got fifth graders. I know Mr. Roden has high schoolers. But, man, it starts from the bottom up, and, and we've been very blessed, and, and I'm so thankful, of, you know, for God for putting me in, into this position and allowing me to, to do this because I love love it. I, I'll do it as long as I can, and I'm sure Mr. Roden feels the same way. I mean, uh, I always grew up in the city. You know, I was born in Detroit, then we moved to Gadsden and then Tuscaloosa and I've always been in bigger cities but you know Teresa and I got married I moved out here and, and I wouldn't give it up for anything this is this is truly home to me and and I'm just very thankful that I'm part of this community and this school well I said I just uh I know my dad when I was uh coming out of high school getting ready to go to college he was he was like uh he could just walk straight up to me and said I know what you're looking at, but I'm telling you, you're going in the wrong thing. And, uh, and I was like, I kind of looked at him like, Dad, what are you talking about? He said, that ain't where your heart is. That ain't where you're going to be truly happy. And uh, I'll never forget, I don't I don't how many how many years ago it was. I got, I got laid off. They shut down everything. And, uh, and I... I'd come over here and hang out at school, go to practice, and anybody needed something, you know. And I was enjoying that. Of course, unemployment didn't help a whole lot, but still, the I, I, Rachel said, this is the worst thing that ever happened to you. And I said, yeah, it's really tough on us. I understand. And she said, no, you finally figured out what you wanted to really do in life. And uh, she was, you know, was right. right. Your dad was right so many years ago. The ability... To do something positive for you know a child like that is unbelievable. Uh, I I take it back to you know coaching youth ball. You know, like in softball, we one night we played Coleman's what was their all-star travel team, and you know they were like they I think they come out here like they had it won already, and we beat them ten to eight. And it was really about being positive with the kids, convincing them they could they could make the plays and do it, and making a big deal when they did. That's right. And celebrating with them. 
Um, you know, that was a huge night for those kids. Yeah, we were like thrilled to death, but that was something those kids did, and all it took was simply some fundamentals, a little instruction, but teaching them that they could believe in themselves. That's right. And that was that was what did it. And I look back on that today, and there's no, you know, there's no way anything else touches that. When you see a child succeed and you see the smile on their face, nothing matters. That's right. Yeah, I agree 100%. With that, we're going to say goodnight. Tune us in uh, Friday night from Vinemont. You can listen here on the uh, live stream, but also we will be on featured on 92.1, the WKUL Game of the Week, and uh, Ron will probably tell a few, few jokes. And I'm sure we're going to pick on a couple coaches. We usually do. And uh, But with that, we hope you'll be with us and look forward to seeing you then. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. For the guys here and Ron, we've appreciated everybody being with And tonight and everybody that made this happen tonight, it was a great event. Definitely. Kudos, yes. kudos tonight. Absolutely. All right. Good night, everybody.